Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Mr. Shear, let me ask you first of all about the G20. And we have, of course, uh, video evidence of Mr. Trudeau and the president of China, Xi, ignoring one another. Although there are reports now that they exchanged some words on the sidelines of a cultural event later on. And the prime minister is set to have brought up the issue of the two Canadian businessmen. Now, let's call them what they are, hostages. What do you say to that? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Justin Trudeau has completely failed on this file. He has shown tremendous weakness. Uh, I believe the Chinese have learned what Donald Trump learned about Justin Trudeau, and that is that you can walk all over him without any consequences. Uh, he was unable to get a, a, a real formal meeting. But underneath all of this is we now have a situation where two Canadians are being held illegally, and uh, they block our exports of canola, pork, and beef, they have escalated the situation, and Trudeau has literally done nothing in response. I have called on Trudeau to, at the very least, pull taxpayers' funding, the Canadian taxpayers' funding, from the Asian Infrastructure Bank, which is controlled by China, to build roads and bridges in other countries to expand China's influence in that region. At the very least, we should show the government of China that when they treat Canadians like this, we're not going to fund their foreign policy. We also have the situation with uh, Chinese jets buzzing a Canadian ship, in fact, two Canadian ships, and uh, and trailing them on the ocean for some 4,000 kilometers, maybe a kilometer or so so away from the ships. Very strong message from uh, from China, not really responded to by Canada. No, and it's quite clear that we are being bullied. Uh, we have uh, a, a system in this country where it's based on the rule of law. We have uh, an official from Huawei being held pending an extradition uh, hearing, extradition hearing, which will all be uh, handled by an independent judiciary. And China's trying to bully us into uh, compromising that. Uh, I believe that the government of China will uh, at least respond to some move of strength. Uh, you, we, we've got to start standing up for ourselves. This situation is escalating. If we do nothing, if we do absolutely nothing, I believe we can expect more action on other fronts. Uh, the approach of Justin Trudeau is to sit back and ask for ask our friends to put a good word in for uh, for us, but he's not willing to take any steps to show the government of China that we're willing to stand up for ourselves. Pulling funding from the Asian Infrastructure Bank should be a no-brainer. Why are we sending Canadian taxpayers' money to help China's foreign policy? Today, I called on the government, uh, the Canadian government, to take further action. We should be increasing our inspections of Chinese imports coming into Canada so we can find more fentanyl before it gets on our streets, so we can find more counterfeit goods that come from China. I've announced that we should start to prepare the work for retaliatory tariffs. We buy $75 billion worth of goods from China. But we can have an impact in, on, on that relationship and show some resolve and strength if we took action. Okay, let me get into some other issues with you uh, quickly. We don't have a lot of time. Let me start uh, with the Ontario court that has supported Mr. Trudeau's 
carbon tax. It was a split decision, but the uh, the court is arguing that the Trudeau government has the right to uh, impose a carbon tax on the on the province of Ontario. You say what to that? Well, I certainly am disappointed by the overall ruling, and I do think that the dissenting judges made some very good points about the uh, the effect on our constitutional framework between provincial and federal jurisdiction. Uh, I certainly agree with their remarks on that. Uh, I believe, though, we're into the stage now where the voters of Canada will be able to ultimately pronounce it. It will be the decision of the voters in this country that will decide whether or not there's a carbon tax. Now, this election, it will be a very, very clear contrast between Trudeau's failed approach, a carbon tax that raises the cost of literally everything that has been shown not to meet our Paris targets, or our plan of cancelling the carbon tax and investing in technology and innovation. So, uh, just fundamentally, for the people who may not be aware of the very basics of the Conservative Party's carbon, uh, not carbon tax, but uh, climate policy, what is it? What are you suggesting needs to be done? Give us one, two, three. Yeah, basically, it's a green technology, not taxes. It's providing incentives and support for uh, large emitters to invest in the types of research and development that has already been shown to work, already been shown to reduce emissions. It's taking the climate change flight fight global. It's recognizing the fact that we here in Canada could shut everything off tomorrow morning and unplug every appliance and shut down all the power plants and everyone stop driving. And countries like China and India and Indonesia would replace all of that within, within a matter of days. So we need to leverage the clean technology that we've been de- that we've developed here in Canada to help other countries lower their emissions. Those countries who put far more CO2 out in the atmosphere than we do, uh, that would actually have a tangible effect on our environment. And recognizing that the fight to, for a cleaner environment goes beyond just CO2 emissions, I've announced as part of our plan cleaning up our rivers and lakes by banning the practice, uh, putting an end to the practice of cities and towns dumping raw sewage into rivers, lakes, and oceans. So it's a comprehensive plan, and I'm excited to uh, to take it to the Canadian people this October. Let me ask you about the City of Vancouver Council. Voted 7-4 to four to support a motion that global fossil fuel companies pay their share of costs to the city from climate change. They're expecting federal and provincial governments to enact laws in this regard. You know my show airs on CKNW in Vancouver. If you become the Prime Minister of Canada, will you do this? Uh, no, we're not going to, uh, uh, to, to engage in that type of, uh, of, of response. We're going to have our own plan, which will reduce CO2 emissions, which will uh, incentivize and accelerate the development of technologies that, that, uh, that increase the efficiency of industries here in Canada, and, and, and recognizing that you know, the people in, in Vancouver and British Columbia benefit a great deal from the energy sector. The LNG development that the Conservatives uh, uh, supported and promoted uh, is going to create thousands and thousands of jobs. The the cruise ship industry that comes into uh, Vancouver that supports many, many jobs in that area, they, you know, they, they, they run on, uh, on, uh, on oil and gas. So uh, we have to recognize that there are, uh, that, that the, the relationship in this country between our energy sector, people who, who use it to heat their homes, to drive to work, who are employed by it, is beneficial, and we can invest in making sure that emissions go down while at the same time supporting the energy sector and making sure that people are able to continue to have a livelihood thanks to it. All right, I have to ask you about this. This is an important issue, and it has people talking. My social media, my Twitter account has just been over the top today. The announcement of an agreement reached 
between Admiral Mark Norman and the Ministry of National Defense and the Department of National Defense. Question is, is it a non-disclosure agreement? They won't confirm or deny, but a spokesman said the agreement is confidential, which is, I believe, just semantics. And when public monies are involved, as they are in this case, with all its twists and turns and criminal investigation by the RCMP, twice public speculation by Trudeau that the Admiral would see the inside of a courtroom followed by the prosecution becoming aware of information which caused the prosecutor to say, no mas, this is far too public a mess. Uh, it's also a great deal of uh, insult and personal assault on the 38-year career, 38 year career of a senior military officer for the details now to go silent. And, Mr. Shear, it's public money. Would you agree, do we have the right to know as Canadians how much money is involved in this agreement between the Admiral and the government? Absolutely. This whole thing just stinks of another cover-up. Uh, you know, Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jane Philpott Philpott were subject to a, a gag order to prevent them from speaking the entire truth about the SMC Lavalin affair. And this just reeks of Justin Trudeau, you know, sliding a check across to, to, to make sure that the truth doesn't come out of uh, this sordid affair. He was up to his eyeballs in this whole scandal from, from the day that the cabinet meant to, to try to overturn a, a contract uh, for political reasons to him publicly speculating or announcing that the RCMP would be pressing charges before they had come to that conclusion. Uh, and then the abrupt end of the uh, trial after the government spent months trying to block access to important data. To me, there's two things here. One, of course, the dollar amount we as taxpayers have a right to know how much it's costing us to cover up uh, this scandal. But two, I want to hear what Mark Norman has to say. I don't believe that the government should enforce a non-disclosure that prevents him from telling his side of the story. That uh, that allows him to, uh, to that allows Mark Norman to go over the details of this case to explain what happened to him. That the truth needs to come out here, and there's no price tag you can put on keeping Canadians from knowing the truth. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And everyone has great empathy for what happened to the admiral and his family. But we're talking public monies here, and there's no way the federal government should be able to all, to hide what they've decided is appropriate from Canadians who are paying the bills. Mr. Shear, thank you so much for the time. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure.